what these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by Albert Wynn. He's the analytics capper. You can find him on Twitter, at analytics capper. This is your Monday recap. Usually, this is a Monday recap and best bets episode, but because two groups of children are getting together to miss jumpers tomorrow, there's no NBA game. So, instead, we're just going to go over the weekend that was. We'll talk about the playoff picture. We'll get you everything that you need to know to be bagging futures in the NBA market over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Everything we talk about on today's show can be found on the award-winning Action Network app. It's the best way for you to track your picks. You get up-to-the-second information where the bets and money are coming in on. You get all sorts of cool stuff in there. Our daily show, Green Dot Daily. You get all of our podcasts, including our, our baseball podcast with, with MLB starting up. Got to check out that playoff pitch. All sorts of awesome stuff. Check it out in the Action Network app right now. Albert, lots to get to. There's a lot of places that we could start with this. I think probably the best place to start is in the Eastern Conference, as on Sunday night, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks absolutely trounce the Philadelphia 76ers. 117-104 is the final. They were up by 20 late in this game. Uh, Sixers made a little bit of a run in the third to get us back within single digits, thought maybe this was going to turn into a game, and then the Bucks pushed it right back. Giannis finishes with 33 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, 3 blocks, 13 of 17 from the field and 7 of 13 from the line. Brooke Lopez added 21 in this game on 9 of 13 shooting. Hate to say it, Albert, but old defensive stalwart Joel Embiid did not have himself an awesome game in this one. Uh, Joel finishes with 28 points on 11 of 25 shooting. Not great from the field. 1 of 7 from 3. A little bit of a weird game from him there. 9 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, Harden with just 11 points on 4 of 9. 6 assists. Uh, he does finish with also five turnovers. A rough game for James Harden, rough game for the Sixers. There was a lot of talk kind of coming into this thing about like, hey, and I was one of them. I was like, hey, maybe the Sixers can match up with the Bucs. Like they can't beat the Celtics, but maybe they can match up with the Bucs. <laughs> and I mean, look, they split the season series 2-2, right? This was in Milwaukee, important to consider. But um, I do think that maybe there was a little bit of, after the this was also like a revenge spot because the Bucks got embarrassed by the by the Celtics on Thursday, like they got yeah. absolutely humiliated. So this is a spot for them to go ahead and get back and kind of right the ship here. Um, what were your takeaways? I think from this game tonight and going forward, uh, as the Bucks move closer to the one seed and the Sixers move much closer to the third. Yeah, from a Milwaukee Bucks perspective, I think the biggest um, biggest takeaway from me, and you didn't mention him, but Chris Middleton, uh, he didn't have a great shooting night. I think he was six for 14 total. He had 18 or 19 points. That's really all you need when you have Giannis and you have Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday may not get the points for you, but he'll, he'll do so many other things that he's just a, he's just a winning player inside and out. But if Chris Middleton is going to be that third scorer, 19 points, 20 points, whatever the case may be, I think they're close to unbeatable. I know he just had a 30-point game a, a few games ago. So he's he's been up 
up and down all season long, man. I kind of called him out on this on a, a few pods, but if he's going to round him round into shape, playoff shape and, and get, you know, get this team going, I think they should be the front runners in the East for the longest time. I thought uh, the Sixers were the sneaky pick, uh, you know, with Joe Embiid playing at a all time high level MVP, most, most likely front runner right now. Um, but with, with Chris Middleton back in the fold, I think Milwaukee's unbeatable. Plus 120 right now for the Bucks to win the Eastern Conference over at FanDuel. The Celtics are plus 190. Um, <clears throat> I'm making the case on Action Network that you, you want to get on the Celtics right now. Hmm. Um, they have the best SRS, which is simple rating system. It's schedule-adjusted point differential. Uh, they have their number one and playoff probability over at 538, both ELO and Raptor. They're, they're number one in basketball reference. Uh, they have a top five schedule adjusted offense, top five schedule adjusted defense, top three really in both categories. That team is very elite. And the thing with the Bucks is that when the Bucks look unstoppable, they look amazing. And when they don't, they look terrible. The Celtics, I think, have maybe a more of a a little bit of a higher floor. And so I don't know what the ceilings are going to look like if those two face each other. As a look at the playoff picture <clears throat> after Sunday's games, want to go ahead and let you know. The Sixers now cannot finish above the Bucks. So the mm -hmm. best that the Sixers can finish is second if they were to catch the Celtics, but they can't finish above Milwaukee. Milwaukee can't finish worse than two, and the Bucks can't finish uh, any better than two. So that's that's where this is at. Now, it's still possible for the Celtics to catch the Bucks. The Bucks' magic number uh, for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference is three, so they're going to have to keep the pedal down here. Unless the Celtics trip up, the Celtics are probably going to make them play it to the wire if they want the one seed. Um, I think one question that that is kind of interesting here is just like the Bucks are probably going to avoid that Celtics Sixers side of the bracket. You're mm -hmm. also going to avoid in, inherently like you, the Cel the Cavs will get that. Or I'm sorry, the Bucks will get that Cavs Knicks side of the bracket. Do you have any thoughts right now on which of those is probably like a tougher matchup for the Bucks? Is there Either of those, I think we kind of lean, Brandon and I talked about it. I kind of lean towards Knicks because of their offense. I like the Cavs a lot versus Boston, but I don't like them necessarily versus the the Bucks. I don't like that physicality matchup. What are your thoughts on the 4-5 the look for the Bucks? I think I'm going to go the other way. I think if I were the Bucks, I would rather see the Knicks because uh, New York is not great at home. Okay. Uh, so you're going to pencil in at least one or two road victories in that series. Uh, and the Cavs, you still have to you still have to contend with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Um, it's still a tough you know front court to contend with. And then Donovan Mitchell has the ability to to go nuclear, which we saw in a couple of playoff series or playoff years ago. Um, so yeah, my answer would be that the Cavs as a tougher matchup. Knicks is who I would rather see. But you're right, Knicks have the ability to really put a lot of points on you and a lot of points really quickly. Uh, if the Bucks are not shooting well that game, you can pretty much pencil it in for, for a loss. But with the NBA, man, there's so many runs, especially in the playoffs. Um, I'm still going to pick Milwaukee over any of those, and I think those are going to be at most five or, games, five or six games. Ooh, bold stuff there. We'll see how it shakes out when we get to playoff time. Uh, let's move to the Western Conference, which, good God, what a mess. So, all right, <laughs> the Lakers win again. They play Houston. Congratulations. They, they play Houston. The Pelicans get a big win Saturday night versus the Clippers. That was huge for them. Um, the Wolves suffer oh my an absolutely abysmal, god-awful disaster loss versus the tanking their faces off Portland Trailblazers. 
horrific loss for the for the Wolves. So they fall now two games back in the loss column from the eight seed. That's pretty much cooked. Like, I don't know if the Wolves can catch now, even with the Lakers having some tough games left on the schedule. Thunder behind them at 41 wins. Your Dallas Mavericks just spiraling Ooh. off into the oblivion, just floating like in gravity when when George Clooney's character, spoiler alert, just like drifts into nothingness. That's the Dallas Mavericks uh, right now. Hey, one, one thing I'll say about the Dallas Mavericks, maybe they're playing chess, Matt. Maybe they're playing chess because there is a way, there is a universe where they get the 10 seed and they get a top 10 pick, which means it's not going to the Knicks. So if they somehow pull off both, maybe sure. we're all fools. Sure. That seems <laughs> likely. Meanwhile, um, Nuggets are going to be the one. Their magic number is one after they beat the Warriors without Joker. The no Jokers beat the Warriors on Sunday night. Huge win for them. Memphis takes a loss versus the Bulls. So Nuggets magic number is now one. We can go ahead and lock that. Nuggets play Rockets on Tuesday. Nuggets are going to be the one seed. Kings lose, which drops the uh, Grizzlies magic number, I believe. So I'm checking my sheets here. That moves the Grizzlies magic number to three for the two seed. That seems pretty likely as well, just given that the Kings will probably slip up once more. I'm sorry, that's uh, going to be three. Yeah, three now. Um, that's pretty doable. It's still like possible for the Kings to catch the Grizzlies, but I don't think it's likely. Uh, so it's probably going to go Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings. Okay. Suns are going to be four. They win again. They're undefeated without Kevin Durant. Still have not lost with KD in the lineup. Uh, their magic number for a playoff spot is now uh, two. And their magic number for the four seed is now three, I believe. Let me just double check that. 44. Uh, actually, I think with tiebreaker, it's actually going to be two. I'll double check that. Check, follow yeah, that week. makes sense because they're, yeah, they're several games up on the fifth mm -hmm. seed. Yeah, so... They're going to be four, regardless of how this works out. The Suns are going to be the four seed. Then we've got the rest of it. Here's what it looks like. Five Warriors, six Clippers, seven. Actually, I got to pull this up. Five Clippers now, six Warriors, seven Lakers, eight Pelicans, all of them at 38 losses. Lakers have tiebreaker over Golden State. They play the Clippers on Wednesday on a back-to-back. -back. Wednesday's huge for like 18 different permutations. So make sure to check out playoff picture in the app. There's a post for for action under the NBA section. You'll find it. It's pinned. It's got all the breakdowns of this stuff, all of it. Tiebreakers, magic numbers. I'm updating it literally game by game. So make sure to check that out. Lakers now have won three in a row. There's seven. They've won seven of their last 10. There's something like 16 and five since the all-star break. They've been absolutely incredible. Uh, Warriors still can't win on the road. They they beat the Rockets and the Mavericks, but lost to the Nuggets without you know, Joker. That's so like that's the bar for how low the Warriors on the road are. Is you can beat the Mavericks, but you can't beat the Nuggets without Joker. That's that's the floor for the the Warriors on the road. There's so many different ways that this can work out. One thing that's important here: the Lakers now control their destiny. Wob talked about this on Twitter. Worldwide Wob on Twitter. The Lakers control their destiny, Albert. If they win out, they're five. Like, they control destiny no matter what happens. They could put the, the Clippers one game behind them. If they win out, they're the five seed. Uh, I, I guess here is a question for you. If you're going to bet Lakers futures, and a lot of folks are, what's the spot you want them in? What's the seeding? What's the ideal bracket spot between five and eight? for them to land, for them to make the run 
to the Western Conference Finals to give that ticket the most value? Yeah, so it's not even the Lakers. I think we're seeing some high-level positioning, if you will, from teams, Clippers, Warriors, and Lakers. Nobody wants the fifth seed right now. Nobody wants to win and take that fifth seed. So you're right. The Lakers can't control their destiny, win out through tiebreakers. They're going to finish ahead of uh, Golden State and ahead of the Clippers. But I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think anybody wants to see Kevin Durant in the first round um, even though, you know, he, he's had a wide, uh, injury history, he's winning at a 72% clip this year. So every time he plays, he basically wins 70% of the time, um, them as a trio, they're undefeated. And I, I just don't think anybody's going for that fifth seed. So to answer your question, number six, and I think people are overlooking the Kings, but I think six would be the best, uh, best scenario for any of those big teams. Okay. I'm putting you on the spot here. If it's Lakers Kings, are you betting Kings? I think the Kings are going to have all the value. Um, I think if I were if I were to bet that series, I would bet the over amount of games. Okay, all right. I, yeah. I wouldn't be able to pick a size, uh, just because. I mean, it's still LeBron James in the playoffs. Yeah, I know. This we... is the thing is, I think that like the Lakers are going to have to like the if you put the Lakers as a dog in that series, yeah, you're going to get hammered. Yeah, like they're going to get they're going to take so much money, even if this opens, this might open with they and the books might do this. They'll do this where they're like, you know what? We're going to give you as a we'll, we'll take your money. We'll take the Lakers money and then we'll move them to a favorite and then we'll take Kings money on the backside because it's going to be like a three seed, a much better team with home court advantage, yep. et cetera. Like that's probably like a pretty good position for the books. and the best road team, right? The best right. road team in the west so now the kings the kings are a better team everyone is high on the lakers because of the 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 movement after the trade deadline but you're right all the value would be on sacramento but it's one of those series where i think it's going to go long so if you want to wait to get to get a series bet after game one or game two i think that would be a good series to jump into i want to put these are up on fanduel and i'm actually a little bit surprised that they're already up but i want to talk about them the mavericks to make the playoffs are plus oh, no yeah they're plus 1260. Mm. Okay. OKC very clearly is like, look, if we have to play in a play-in tournament, sure. But like, we're okay if we don't, right? Can the Mavs, here's the biggest question is like, can the Mavs win two games versus bad opponents? The these issue are- there as well, Matt, is uh, OKC owns the tiebreaker. So yes. they're essentially more than whatever, a game and a half up on Dallas right, right now um so you're right it's i mean it's tough so they have what they have the spurs they have the spurs the bulls and who are they playing next forget but they should they should but they should have beaten the hornets and they lost to them back to back um they had a chance to beat the hawks uh with no time left and javel mcgee went one for two and they went into overtime so uh they're they've been one of the worst closing teams i've seen with two superstars and on their team so Mavs have know. Kings, Bulls, Spurs left. That's Kings, theirs. Bulls, They've got all home games. Kings, Bulls, Spurs. OKC remaining has Warriors. That's a loss. They're at Golden State. At Jazz. Boy, that's going to be a tank off. Uh, and then Grizzlies at home in the close. I don't know if Memphis, like Memphis probably doesn't play anybody in that game. Yeah. So don't think that there's going to be, an, that, like, that one's impossible to predict. Anyway, it's interesting. Uh, maybe the more interesting number here to me, the Los Angeles Lakers to make the playoffs. Yes, minus eighteen hundred. Oh my goodness! Plus eight eighty to miss. 
So like and we're talking playoffs, right? We're not talking about right. just the play in, not, not the play in to... tournament. Got to make yeah. the playoffs outright. That number's crazy. <laughs> so here's the, here's imagine the... all their action. They're taking Lakers money right now. So here's the Lakers schedule. They're at jazz at Clippers back to back one day off Thursday, third and four at home versus Suns. Suns may have locked four by then and be resting home versus jazz on Sunday. That's a win. Like, Jazz will have nothing to play for and and have given that. But I will tell you, like, again, if you're going to, if we're going to, I've been talking about this. If you're going to buy low, you're going to have to be comfortable with taking bad teams that, that look like they're they're trash right now. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to sell high, we got to take teams that look like they're surging the most. I was on Friday's show with Brandon and I talked about how I've got Lakers futures. They're in the app. I've got Lakers Celtics, Lakers Bucks finals matchups. Okay. I I think it's possible. I think it's possible the Lakers get in and make a run. Like the path here is pretty simple. You they get the sixth seed, make the playoffs. That cat, you know, that would cash. Uh, beat the Kings, two thousand and two. For those of you that have been around, know how that works out. Uh, yep. Grizzlies self destruct versus them, or get beat by I don't know Golden State, whoever in the seven Pelicans, you know, whoever. Lakers get through that. Now they're in a conference finals versus what would probably probably be like whoever's left standing between an all-out war between the Nuggets and the Suns. Yep. Beat up, tired, exhausted, you run into the LeBron and AD. So, like, the path is there. At the same time, plus 880 is a tasty price. If you're telling me, like, yeah, the Warriors and Clippers could get their shit together, get the five and the six, the Lakers could be in seven, and you're just telling me, like, I need them to lose two games. I need the Lakers to lose two games with everything that's happened to them this season, I need them to lose two games versus a Super bunch doable. of opponents who yeah. have played well versus them. So I, I, this is another question. So I agree with you. I think it's a great value bet to fade the Lakers. They're riding high. Um, like you mentioned, I think seven in the last 10 games. If you were the Suns, right, you know you have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul. Who do you want to see in the first round? Do you want to see the Clippers, the Warriors, or like the Lakers? I mean, you're hoping the Pelicans win. <laughs> That's what you're hoping for. Uh, gosh, I can't imagine that PG is going to be back. But they match up so badly with the Clippers. That's going to be like the most competitive four or five first round in forever. It's either defending champions, the Clippers with Kawhi and potentially Paul George if he gets back in what's a very bad matchup for Phoenix, or it's LeBron and AD. Like, I think you probably want LeBron and AD. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, they have no depth. Their third best player is Austin Reeves. Our third best player is Chris Paul. Like their fourth best player is D'Angelo Russell. Our fourth best player is uh, DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton. (laughs) Yeah, like that gets dicey. Yeah. So I think it's crazy. I will say, I think what I'm going to do, I'm serious about this. I think I'm going to put, I'm going to put this in the app. I'm just going to take two units, just two. And I'm going to put, a unit on the Lakers to win the Western Conference plus fourteen hundred, and uh, and one unit on the Lakers to miss the playoffs at plus eight eighty. I love it. And and like both of them could miss, but I do feel like the outcomes for this team are extremely wide right now. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, props props to to Anthony Davis, right? He's yeah, been he playing a lot better, mm-hmm. um, especially with LeBron back. I think LeBron actually helps him a lot, keeps him focused because. The the couple games right before LeBron's return, the Lakers were only giving Anthony Davis like 12, 13 shots a game. Now he's actually taking over. So it's it's cool to watch. Finally, let's talk about the MVP real quick. 
because we did the straw poll reaction on Friday. Brandon and I talked about that. We'll get your thoughts on this really quickly. Uh, elsewhere, obviously, Giannis has this massive, massive game versus Embiid on Sunday. Kind of like a closing kind of argument. Uh, Giannis third in the MVP straw poll. Joker has missed the last three games with calf tightness. He missed this Warriors game, which I was surprised at. Mm-hmm. Malone said before the game it was precautionary that if it was like a playoff game, he'd be going, but that also like it is an injury. They're not resting him. He is hurt. It's been bothering him since the Bucks game. They got to get it right. He'll continue to miss time until, until he's right. So what we've got here is Embiid finishes three and two versus Joker and Giannis heads up because he's got two wins versus the Bucks, two losses versus the Bucks, and uh, one win versus Jokic did not play the last one. Uh, Giannis goes two and three because he played in the back-to-back versus the Nuggets, like actually manned up and played in that game. Um, so he goes two and three with two losses to Embiid and a loss to Jokic. Jokic did not play in the other game. So Jokic winds up with, let's see, he lost, lost to Embiid, did not play versus, so it's one and one. He beat Giannis once. And he lost Embiid. And he lost Embiid once. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Um, I don't know how this is going to sort itself out. I tend to think that the market is probably pretty efficient on this. I don't think it's it's very rare that we're this late in the season and I'm like, there is no value on the MVP when it's not like a heavy minus number that's already decided, like it was with Harden two years in 2018. Uh Embiid's back up to minus two ten, Jokic plus two fifty, Giannis plus six fifty. Do you have any thoughts on where the MVP race is as we enter the last week of the season? I think it's an anticlimactic ending, man. Um, I think it's going to be Embiid. I think if Jokic had been playing in the last three games, um, I think uh, I think this would have been flipped. But I think um, a lot of thinking here. But one thing that really resonated with me, uh, you know, on one of our previous podcasts months ago, was you mentioning Jokic doesn't want to win this, and it's not like he's not competitive. It's not like but it's almost like he doesn't want the attention of being a back-to-back-to-back winner. Uh, give it to Embiid. He's been, um, you know, playing these games 100%. He's also, uh, you know, he's he's actually, like, advertising himself, marketing himself to be the MVP. So let him have it. Um, and I think that, I mean, that's great. It's great for a first-time winner. Embiid is deserving. I think all three of these guys are deserving but I think it's going to be an anticlimactic ending because Jokic set out the few games. He's going to be really emotional in his presser. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great moment. He desperately wants this. That's pretty clear. Um, there's also been, I've come in on this on Twitter. There's just like a, it's Embiid's turn. Like it's just, it's his turn. It's his time. I personally, as somebody that's covered the league a long time, think that this is pretty abominable that we're at. We literally are just like, let's give it to the guy. Cause he really wants it. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it personally. But... Yeah. It's not great. And I think the most of us that, that cover pretty seriously, but it's a very strong argument with some voters. Like some voters really are going to vote that way. And like they get to vote that way. They were given a vote by the NBA. I wasn't like, that's how it goes. So that's going to wrap that up. Uh, No games on Monday. We'll be back on Tuesday with our best bets episode. You can catch Albert and Jay with me. We'll break down the Tuesday slate, huge slate games that night, 13 games. We'll have a healthy array. I will have way too many bets. Oh, before we go, I got to, I got to complain. I I don't do this a lot. Let's hear it. I take my lumps. Here's what I got hit with on Monday or on Sunday night. I got two under 246 and a half in uh, Hawks Mavericks. <laughs> Regulation ends at 246. 
And that's the only reason is because they called that foul on like JaVale McGee is getting superstar. Like that's how we're deciding games is JaVale McGee drawing calls here. Really? That's, that's how this goes. Then this was the, this was a dumb one. This was an admission and like a, I could have done this better. All right. So I bet, I think the, the Jokic is going to play Serbian national coaches in town. Nuggets need to wrap up the one seed. It's the Warriors. They've lost two in a row. Jokic doesn't like it when they go on losing streaks. So I think that Jokic is going to play. So I bet bet Nuggets minus two and a half. Okay. Get to the get to the arena, find out and that Malone says Jokic is doubtful, not going to play. Like he basically said, like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. So like I pull up, I'm like, all right, I'll just hedge out of this. So what do I grab? Oh, it's already moved, but no big deal. I'm not really worried about it. Come on, the Nuggets never win without Jokic. So what do I get to hedge my minus two and a half for the for the Nuggets? I hedge with Warriors minus two and a half. <laughs> the Nuggets win by two. I middled myself, Albert. Yeah. That's what I did. Congratulations, you played yourself. Poor form by me. Should have just taken the L. Sunday nights, man. Sunday nights. All right, it's going to wrap it up for buckets. Make sure to follow Albert on Twitter at Analytics Capper. Make sure to download the Action Network app. Best way for you to track your picks. We'll be back with you tomorrow with another Best Bets episode. Till then, make sure that you have yourselves a great time. Rate, review, subscribe. And until next time, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.